The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Ten minutes after eight, good morning and welcome to the Forum at Eight this morning. We're examining efforts to improve the performance of SOEs, state-owned enterprises or parastatals, as we call them here in South Africa. They're generally regarded as only moderately successful or even unsuccessful entirely. But regardless of this performance, SOEs are insulated from failure. They're not allowed to go insolvent because government generally bails them out. To remedy the problem, experts have given a wide range of options, including absorbing ailing state-owned enterprises into the line function of departments, turning them into public-private entities or completely disposing them uh, as state-owned entities, making them completely private companies. So privatization there is uh, something that people are talking about. So on the forum today this morning, you were asking you this question. How can we improve the performance of state-owned enterprises from this variety of options that are available to us, which is the best and which is the one that's going to improve the performance of state-owned enterprises. Joining me from our Hatfield studios in Pretoria this morning, we've got Tediso Matuna, who is the Director General at the Department of Public Enterprises. Mr. Matuna, very good morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning and thank you very much. Also on the line with us, Professor Ira Jabedian, Chief Economist at Pan-African Investment and Research Services. Professor Abedian, good morning. Good morning, Dashing, and good morning to the listeners. And our third panelist is the Head of the School of Economics and Business Sciences at Wits University, Professor Yanni Russo. Good to speak to you again this morning. Good morning, Mr. Muti, and good morning to your listeners and to the other panelists. Mr. Matuna, if I can begin with you, do we know how many state-owned enterprises there are in the country? I, I think that's a good way of us starting this off by looking at how many and then how we improve them. Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, the presidential review on state-owned uh, enterprises uh, put the number at between 300 to 500, and that's if you include... Um, um, uh, the provincial uh, um, uh, companies or even um, companies at the local government level. As you know, that uh, research uh, is intended to identify ways in which the state can optimize these assets. Um, Among them clearly are are large uh, corporations uh, such as um, Transnet, ESCOM, uh, Dinel, um, South African Airways. Uh, in fact, those are the ones that uh, our department, the Department of Public Enterprises, is uh, responsible for the oversight of. Um, so you, you have uh, uh, hundreds, as it were, uh, but um, really the critical ones are those that uh, support um, um, economic infra- infrastructure. Uh, Professor Abedian, we heard from uh, Mr. Matuna saying that there's around 300, perhaps 500 SOEs. According to the uh, Presidential Review Committee on State-Owned Enterprises, their report uh, from a a few years back, they said at the end of 2012 there were approximately 715 state-owned enterprises. They included the Chapter 9 institutions. I mean, this number is is surely mind-boggling, and it's a significant one, and surely is is a burden that faces government to manage so many entities. Absolutely. I mean, that's part of the problem that uh, uh, when government doesn't know how much it owns, uh, what it owns, what it does, it, it's sort of an ad hoc um, add-on on the sort of ideology, uh, partly and partly for, for political purposes. And every time that something is, is going wrong and somebody sits around and says, okay, let's, let's, state, let's create a state agency to deal with this particular issue. 
uh, the minister moves on or the political grouping moves on, ten years later somebody adds something else. And that's just the, the uh, add-on or ad hoc accumulation of this very expensive, badly run, and very problematic um, blend of enterprises, agencies, and institutions. This cannot be helpful at all for the economy. Mr. Matuna, but in, in fairness, uh, you, you did say the Department of Public Enterprises only manages some of those state-owned enterprises. Uh, there, there's some state-owned enterprises that are managed by other departments. Is that right? That's, that's correct. Um, I, I, I think there are definitional um, issues here that mm. we should uh, pay attention to um, in that you use the word enterprises but actually uh, some of them are not enterprises in the in the sense of uh, you know uh, commercial entities that participate in the economy uh, produce goods others are regulatory agencies and so on but the point is conceded uh, however that um, uh, this, uh, what is called the agencification of, of the state is, is a problem. The creation of, of agencies which, uh, in fact, uh, should actually some of them be performed by government departments, that is a problem, and that is what the PRC report uh, seeks to address. Uh, however, uh, we know that the current government has a desire to keep control of those enterprises that can deliver economic value uh, that are a, a, a lever to transform the economy, to, to maintain the economy. And in fact, a lot of them, um, like Transnet and ESCOM, um, have done precisely that. Their investments support the economy. They have multiplier uh, effects. They create a, a platform upon which private enterprises can also uh, invest uh, in terms of um, supplying uh, components to parts of the the infrastructure investment the programs of these companies. So we have we have to be nuanced about this. So we, you don't want to throw the baby with the bath mm. with the bathwater, as it were. Um, and clearly, there are problems. Uh, we are identifying those problems. Uh, the PRC report itself identifies some of the problems. We need to address uh, those problems. And, mm-hmm. and well, we're going to be using the PRC reporters as, as some form of the basis for the show because I'm going to be looking at some of the key uh, findings and the principles that are endorsed in the in the PRC because it was quite a lengthy report. The the, the president, uh, the executive summary was made available for the president uh, uh, some time ago, and of course, one of the key findings uh, was that government must have a vision and a strategy for the developmental state. Professor Rousseau, is there a common vision, a common agenda, a common understanding among SOEs within government of, of how to manage our developmental state? Mr. Murley, as you rightly pointed out, the Presidential Review Commission mentioned 715, 715 state-owned enterprises. Now, to get a list of all state-owned enterprises in South Africa is in itself a challenge. Mm. And without knowing which enterprises we have, to try and answer your question is really impossible. Some of the names I've come across is something like the Breda Overberg Catchment Management Area Agency. Then we have Cape Town International Airport. My concern is, after mentioning some of these examples, that some of these enterprises might be very professionally and very well run, but those that are not well run sort of taint all public enterprises negatively. We know SAA is not well run. We know ESCOM is not well run. I mean, last week we had rolling blackouts because the coal was wet. We had consistent rolling 
all along, but this week, with even wetter coal, we don't have rolling blackouts. So state-owned enterprises that are not well run really taint those that are well run. So we need a full analysis to figure out what's going on, which ones are well run, which ones are not well run. Uh, turning back to you, uh, Mr. Matuna, w- what recommendations from the Presidential Review Committee have been implemented? Have any gone into being in, into the final phase of implementation? No, you know this is a report that came in, out, in fact, uh, only last year. Mm. Um, it was released uh, to the public, uh, uh, perhaps towards the middle of the the last year. There is a process within government, uh, interministerial process led from the presidency to look at uh, which um, of the recommendations that have been made uh, can be implemented uh, in the short term, which uh, uh, will be um, more uh, difficult, more complex uh, recommendations that can be uh, uh, implemented uh, much later. So the, 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 the report um, is receiving attention. Um, you won't necessarily see um, any big bang changes uh, in this area um, uh, um, overnight, um, I think that um, most of the, the implementation will really be for the next administration, given that uh, we are only uh, uh, months away from the end of term of this current administration. Well, it's approaching 20 minutes after 8. If you'd like to give us a call, we'll open up the lines right now. How do we improve the performance of state-owned enterprises? These are companies that we pay for. How do we improve their performance? 34701 is your SMS hotline. But I'm opening up the lines right now, so give us a call. 0891-104208. That number again is 891 208. Give us a call and you get to interact with our guests and tell us how do you think we should improve the performance of state-owned enterprises? Tweet or Facebook us as well on this topic. AM Live on SAFM. No big changes in Professor Iraj Abedian, but there were big changes that were being recommended in this report. One of them was that government should enact a single overarching law, a state-owned entities act that would govern all state-owned entities. Uh, As Professor Rousseau correctly points out, we still need to know the exact number. If you go to the GCIS website, there's barely 100 or 150 or so that are mentioned. Uh, There's no real accounting of the 700 that we can find easily accessible for the public before we even implement this act. I mean, is this a good recommendation uh, as as you see it? I think not. I think this uh, broad brushing of um, a bundle of uh, fairly inconsistent agencies, enterprises, and functions uh, is not helpful to begin with. We need to separate the 700-odd, uh, if you believe the number, uh, entities into different types of economic and regulatory and functionalities. And they cannot be subjected to the same overarching piece of legislation. Uh, we must uh, first of all decide how many of them should be completely closed down and they're useless and, and, and irrelevant to the economy that we have. Some of them are absolutely necessary, and then for those, we need to put proper corporate governance. Putting another layer of legislation on top of an already spaghetti of legislation that comes from different parts of, of departments is really complicating the picture, not helping it, because what it will do at the moment, most of these Asian, uh, big ones, for example, ESCOM and Transnet and so on, as it is, they are subjected to two types of ministerial uh, control and inter- interference. One of them is the line function, and one of them is state-owned enterprise or department of uh, enterprises, state enterprises. 
as it is, it creates a lot of confusion because there are two ministers who exercise oversight, two DGs, two sets of legislation. Now, remember now, you want to put another layer on top of that. It will create complete paralysis. Well, isn't the State-Owned Entities Act meant to supersede all the current legislation governing SOEs? Professor Rousseau, that's I mean, isn't it meant to reduce the current burden and, and include all the subsidiaries of the SOEs? So it's, it's, it's meant to actually reduce the legislation, not yeah. add an extra layer. Uh, uh, Mr. Matuna, I think I heard you in the background there. No, I, I, I wanted to say, firstly, to uh, accept the point to which um, uh, Dr. Abidin makes uh, about differentiation. We mm. need to differenti- differentiate them. But if you are looking at those that can play a strategic role in the economy, there is virtue in subjecting them to the same standards. For example, um, you know, we see that uh, the, the, in terms of corporate governance, you know, uh, the different practices, depending on which department they fall under, um, some of them conclude shareholder compacts and are held to account. Um, certainly those in our, in our, in our portfolio, um, others are not. So mm. you need to define consistent standards of performance and accountability and what the strategic intent of each of those companies is and how it is going to be held accountable. So in the area of governance, clearly there are very basic, simple things that ought to be done um, you know, in terms of uh, uh, consolidating and optimizing state-owned companies, um, as it were. So I don't think that uh, um, you know, simply rejecting the idea of of, of legislation um, um, is, is helpful, uh, but I agree you can't you can't subject 700 uh, entities doing uh, different functions um, to the to the same to the same um, uh, discipline legal disciplines. Professor Rousseau, I'll, I'll come back to you, but I want to ask you this question: If we do separate out these companies, as as Professor Bedin is suggesting, into these separate areas, then who should be in control of it? Is it still the Department of Public Enterprises that should be in control of a majority of these, or should they be separated out into the Department of Labor and others? Uh, I'll, I'll leave you with that question. Let's go to the lines, though. We've got uh, Gutazzo calling in, and Kaya and Hoffmeyer as well. Gutazzo, good morning in Pretoria. Good, good morning. I understand I, I that uh, when we make these sweeping statements about state-owned enterprises and we do not try to differentiate between, you know, a number of them, we mm. actually mislead the public. And here are just quick examples. If you look at the SABC, the SABC, even though it's a public broadcaster, does not get even a cent from today, but it has a huge public service mandate in imposed on it. If the public service mandate was taken away from SABC or even SAA, you would see a different entity altogether in terms of results and all that. And secondly, this argument that we funding them, I mean, last year in the, in, in the Northern Hemisphere, the state built out with billions privately run companies. So the suggestion that because it's public, the state uh, uh, would subsidize it, but if it was private, that would not be the case. It's also a fallacy. So there are problems with the uh, public uh, 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 state-owned enterprises, but let, let, let us be careful and let us focus on the real problems and not make these sweeping statements that have nothing, uh, no relationship with reality. Thank you. Kutasa, thanks for that call. Kayan Hoffman, good morning. Hi, Dashan, thanks for taking my call. You're good welcome. morning to your guest as well. Session, I think I want to agree partly with what the latter corner has just said, mm-hmm. that we, we really need to focus on the real issue here. And to me, the real issue is about how do we manage these state-owned enterprises as a nation. But I think I'm very much happy with what the ANC government and through its manifesto is proposing.
far as the state-owned enterprise is concerned. Because what the Secretary General of the ANC has said was that we need to look at some of the of the ministries that we're having and look whether they are they are assisting the nation moving forward or not. I think part of what you need to look at is, of course, the state-owned enterprises. There are too many to make us yet. There are too many and they're very expensive. I think the government, led by the ANC, has got to look at this matter carefully and, and begin to see which of the state-owned enterprises can be converged into one and make sure that they are sustainable and to make sure that they are cost-effective to the country. So I think we need to look at this issue holistically without, uh, you know, making taking a rush of so that we make sure that we are addressing the problems on mm-hmm. the ground. If you take SAA, for instance, we had SAA last week. That gentleman has got a vision for that for that company. And if we can support him, we can make sure that that SAA is self-sustainable. Thank you very much, Tessia. Kaya, thanks for that call there, Kaya and Hoffmeyer. Professor Rousseau, perhaps I can bundle that question with the uh, one that I put with you earlier on, because Kaya is here saying, you know, one of the ways to improve it is to improve the management of state-owned enterprise. And I was asking you who should be in control of all of these state-owned enterprises. Naturally, state-owned enterprises should ultimately be accountable to the government. These are government institutions, whether they're funeral who can't sort out their accounts, or whether they're ESCOM that can't guarantee us electricity. I think, in my mind, the first step to take is to abolish all bonus payments to management of state-owned enterprises. In my view, the payment of bonuses to this management entices inappropriate behavior. The management starts chasing short-term goals to make sure that they tick the right blocks for the end of the financial year to make sure that they get bonuses. We've read that nine directors at ESCOM got 41 million rands in bonuses last year. That's more than 3 million rands on average per person. And I don't even know what their salaries are. So the first step to take is to get rid of a bonus system for senior management at state-owned enterprises that will help them to focus on long-term objectives rather than short-term objectives. Tidiso Matuna? No, um, I, I, I think there's a larger strategic issue uh, that the professor is not addressing. So the Presidential Review Commission has suggested that our model of governance oversight rather, of state-owned companies is too fragmented. We have a hybrid of a centralized model, which is you know, what the Department of Public Enterprises represents, and then you have decentralized uh, um, uh, models, um, and that, that's not really helpful. Um, so they recommend that for those enterprises that are playing a strategic role, and those are the ones that um, are in the space of economic infrastructure in, in aviation, as was referred about SAA, that those should come under one, oversight authority, and it does not necessarily have to be the Department of Public Enterprises because this is a department with limitations, uh, so you want to create an entity properly resourced and make sure that it addresses all the requirements for how these companies can be made to function much more effectively. Governance issues, um, the issues of uh, uh, linking uh, uh, performance uh, uh, bonuses to actual results, um, and so on and so forth. So there's a list of things that ought to be done, but those need to be located within a rational framework as to where we are going. And one speaker referred to the the, uh, the manifesto of the ANC in this area. It clearly says that the status quo can remain as it is. We need to um, 
uh, improve um, because these enterprises do play an important role. Their investments um, have uh, cushioned the economy against the ex external shocks from the global economic crisis. They provide um, an important an opportunity for, for employment of young people. They train um, uh, people in ways that uh, the, the, the education system and even the private sector uh, doesn't. Um, so those are activities and functions that have got value, uh, demonstrable value, that we need to harness and, and, and preserve mm -hmm. um, going forward. Mr. Matuna, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Uh, stay tuned with us. We'll continue our forum at 8, uh, asking you the question, how do we improve the performance of state-owned enterprises? In the next half hour, we're going to dig deep into those state-owned enterprises, SAA, ESCOM, Arms Corps, Dinell. Do we need all 715 SOEs? Which ones do we need most critically? And which ones should we just say goodbye to? Give us a call on this number, 0891104208. SMS is on 34701 AM Live on SAFM, our Twitter and Facebook handle. 8.30, time for your news headlines. We're back Chatty. Six minutes now to nine. Rowena Bird's coming up with Morning Talk. Rowena, good morning. What's on the show? Good morning, Dash, and beautiful Monday morning it is indeed. Coming up on uh, Morning Talk today, we're going to talk about the rising cost of living in South Africa. Whew. Yeah, experts are actually warning that the petrol price keeps rising. And as it does, so the price of food also rises. The question is, how, how do we keep up as consumers? We're already stretched so tautly that any more increases might just see a snap. We'll talk about the implications of that in the first hour. We'll be joined by some economists for that. And after the news at 10, we're going to look at the proposed establishment of a woman doctors association. What are the objectives of such an association? We have already seen the um, great advance, uh, advancement of medical women across the various disciplines. So what exactly would this association deal with? Deputy Minister of Health Dr. Gwen Ramokhopa will tell us more. On psychological matters today, we will revisit the topic of family secrets and the devastating effects of keeping family secrets. We spoke about this a few weeks ago, Darshan, but we, we did so without the um, the guidance of an expert. So today, Hanan Bushkin will explore this topic with us. And we'd like to hear from you as well. And if you disclose your family secrets, who do you tell and what's the best way of telling a family secret? We'll have more on that a little later, uh, just after 10.30. And in the final hour of morning talk today, we're going to find out about the protests in Ukraine and why this Eastern European country is burning. We'll also get a sense of the role that's played by Russia, the US and the European Union uh, in developments in that country. And that's morning talk for today, Darshan. Thank you very much. More than 3,000 women die each year from cervical cancer in South Africa. HPV is the virus that causes cervical cancer. Government is introducing an HPV vaccination program in schools to help protect young girls from developing cervical cancer in the future. The HPV vaccine will be offered to grade 4 girls. For your daughter to be vaccinated, please sign a consent form available at school. Together, we can protect future women of South Africa. This message is brought to you by the Departments of Health and Basic Education in association with Aspen and GlaxoSmithKline. Dad, what's the Wi-Fi password? It's D-O... Yeah? Your chores. Oh. 
Turn your home into a Wi-Fi hotspot with a 10-gig Telcom Simple Deal. That's double the usual data. Also, get a free Wi-Fi modem and a 3G dongle with 200 megs per month for 12 months, all for 399 rand per month. No contract. It's the perfect way to get the kids to do exactly what you say. Rethink fixed broadband. Call 10213, visit telcomshop.co.za or go to a Telcom store to get this limited offer. Conditions apply. Telcom. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's just approaching 23 minutes to 9. If you'd like to write into the show, 34701 is our SMS hotline. You can also tweet or Facebook the show and AM Live on SAFM. Some of the SMSs coming through this morning. Uh, Derek Malepe saying, I think you know why we're always bailing them out. Cater deployment is killing us. Do you ever think the SABC will ever do better when people who don't even have a matric certificate are in charge? They will always be counterproductive as long as we have the current leadership who worship loyalty rather than performance. Yeah, Jim Cape Town says, public always better than private. What is needed is good work ethic and performance-based remuneration. Denton and Durban, privatize SOEs, put qualified CEOs in, not affirmative action caters, unqualified. Bongani Mguni says, unfortunately, the ANC big buddies have infiltrated every sphere of every parastatal, even your guest there, is a deployable employed. Uh, Bongani there. Kevin and Margate saying, as a start, let's change the government and do me so give properties to NPOs, uh, non-profit organizations, I think you mean, uh, you will solve the problem. And uh, Peter McQuenna saying the advantages of state-owned entities are that skills and education isn't an essential as this is substituted by affirmative action. Thanks so much for your SMSs. Uh, 34701 if you'd still like to write in. Tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. Just before the break, uh, Professor Rousseau said one of the ideas that we could be using to improve the performance of state-owned enterprises was to abolish these bonuses. Um, I'm going to put that question to you, Mr. Matuna. If, if we talk about bonuses, one of the recommendations from the Presidential Review Commission was that government should establish a central remuneration authority for SOEs that would provide guidelines and parameters within which the board may apply its discretion on remuneration, provide direction on remuneration for SOEs boards and the executives, those multi-million rand bonuses that were paid out to SOEs like ESCOM, for example, would have been decided by the Central Remuneration Authority. Why has this still not been established? Um, as I said, the, 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 the implementation of the recommendations of that review um, is, is, is still to be um, un- undertaken. However, uh, in our department, uh, a few years ago, we released uh, guidelines with regard to remuneration. Uh, we have recently just updated that. Benchmark um, internationally, we worked with a very reputable consultancy to look at how to address uh, that area. We have now developed uh, guidelines which uh, the cabinet has in fact adopted. Um, We were doing this for uh, Mm -hmm. the eight companies in our portfolio, but uh, the cabinet feels that uh, this is something that can be generalized across all all the uh, state-owned companies. The point to be made there is this, that when you look at um, basic pay, guaranteed pay, benchmark against the market, the private sector, State-owned companies and executives are not being overly um, paid. Uh, the problem comes in, in bonuses. Um, so what they don't get in regard to 
um, as far as basic pay is, is, is concerned, they compensate um, in bonuses and, and that the mm-hmm. issue to address is, is bonuses. So we've identified a problem. We have recommended a, 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 a way of dealing with it and that will be um, something that will be implemented going forward. Mr. Um, Martin, I'm, I'm getting the impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is this presidential review... Uh, a committee's report just gathering dust in your offices somewhere because it seems as though you're, you're making separate recommendations for it uh, regardless of the esteemed panel that was put together in order to put this review together to make not, recommendations not to the president is, is it being ignored completely by the department? No, in fact the work around remuneration that I've just been referring to is exactly in line in fact that recommendation draws precisely from this work that we've been doing um, we as a department um, interacted uh, quite extensively with the, 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 the commission that conducted that review uh, uh, in terms of our practices and so on. And I can tell you, we have uh, some of the best practices with regard to shareholder oversight um, of, 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 of companies. Uh, we participate um, in the uh, OECD uh, working party uh, on state-owned enterprises where we benchmark and we learn uh, from what others are, are, are doing. Um, and so um, um, uh, there is quite... A lot of good work out there, um, and, and I think that sometimes because all of this doesn't really get reported and doesn't get, uh, catch headlines until something uh, seriously wrong goes, uh, happens, um, and this all, all of this is, is, is not known. So I would I would caution against uh, the, the prejudice, some of the prejudice that um, some of the, uh, the, the uh, uh, respondents or listeners are. Uh, you, read, you read out some of the mm-hmm. uh, uh, quite prejudicial uh, uh, views, as it were. And I can tell you, um, I'm, I'm a, 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 a master's uh, in economics uh, graduate. Um, uh, prof- professor Abedian was, in fact, my pro- professor at the University of Cape Town. Mm. So um, I think it's incorrect. Um, some of the uh, uh, employees of these companies are highly, highly skilled. Um, SCOM employees, engineers, um, uh, uh, equally uh, translated. These are highly skilled people. I, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's. You know, there may be instances, one or two instances, but that should not rubbish um, mm-hmm. everybody. Um, these are really decent people working in these companies, wanting to make a contribution to our country. Prof, uh, was he a good student? Do you remember him? <laughs> Unfortunately, among thousands of students, <laughs> can't, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm grateful to see him at a very significant role. But if I may come yes. to the addition to the key issues that you raised, mm. how do we improve them? I don't believe that uh, the criticizing and, and pulling them these institutions down is going to build the country. What we need to go to do is go back to basics. Basically, there are three categories of problems that we have. We have too much uh, political interference in some of the operations of these institutions. At times, not all the times, at times we've also put inappropriate skills at the helm of these institutions. And thirdly, we, we have this view that everything that the state puts in place will deliver. We need to separate this backbone of our economy, the ESCOMs and transmits and so on and so forth, run them efficiently because on the basis of 8020, quite frankly, six or seven of the 700 is, uh, entities matter. The rest mm. of them are political wishfuls of some or other local or provincial players that are totally irrelevant to the economy and they're wasteful. Uh, and, and we need to get them under control. We cannot let them prof- uh, sort of mushroom all over the place under some or other uh, misguided ideology. So what should be done with those 700 or so that are left over? Do they just get released back into the private sector? How, how uh, should government manage that process? That depends on what the function, as I said, we cannot board brush them. Mm. We need to say how many of them are 
regulatory, we need to keep them. How many of them just totally useless? We must close them down. How many of them are functions that should be incorporated into the states, and which one of them are the stuff that should be released to the private sector? So it is this broad brushing, which we want to find a bullet, a silver bullet for all of them, is part of our problem. Professor Rousseau, what, what should we do with, with state-owned enterprises? They've been blamed for rising costs in South Africa. The, the next show with Rowena Bird is going to be talking about uh, South Africans having to tighten their belts with rising petrol prices, e-tolling and the like. But SOEs have been blamed in the past for driving up inflation. ESCOM, for example, who, be, who are granted that 27% tariff hike over five years, that's four times what our inflation targeting is, which is at 6% for inflation. These SOEs, are, if they are in truth driving up inflation, what should be done with them? I broadly agree with Professor Bedian in terms of not broad brushing these institutions. Mm. So, uh, looking at them, deciding which we need, how do we need them, and then secondly, we need improved efficiencies. If we come back to ESCOM, which is forefront in our minds at the moment. They cannot get the Madupi power station bought. So, I mean, Madupi is probably two, three years off the behind schedule. I'm not sure when we will ever see electricity being generated from there. So there's a lack of planning skills, there's a lack of implementation skills in many of these institutions. We need a government to take control of these issues. If you look at SAA that gets a bailout every year, these are negative demonstration effects that leads people to understand SOEs do not work and therefore the good SOEs that we have suffer under these negative demonstration effects. In the case of SAA, we should just simply sell the thing if we can find a buyer. If we can't find a buyer, close the thing, then we don't need it. There are other carriers that we can use. So the big ones must be dealt with on a case-by-case basis. The broad, the smaller ones, as Professor Abedian said, must be properly classified and we must assess which ones we need, which ones we don't need. Coming back to the inflationary problem, of course, if we have administrative prices increasing at four times or thereabouts the official inflation target, it will have a very negative inflationary effect in the country. Give us a call right now. The lines are open 0891104208. Particularly interested in uh, your reaction to Professor Rousseau's comment there. Should SAA be sold out? Is it uh, something that you would welcome? 34701 if you'd like to SMS us, tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. Uh, Professor, are there other companies, other state-owned enterprises that you would suggest should, uh, you know, before the same fate as SAA, just be sold off and closed up shop? Well, SAA, of course, is the uh, best example. I sorted out the garage the other day at home, and I came across a newspaper of 2011, and the headline was, SAA needs rescue package going forward. So how many rescue packages can we give to one institution? One every year, one every second year? At some point in time, you have to pull the plug. The others, like the NEL, can we really not privatize the NEL, make it uh, institution in the private sector doing armaments. Uh, SAFCO, can we just not sell all the government's uh, forest uh, investments? So some of the others you have to go through on a case-by-case basis, but SAA comes to mind. Mm -hmm. SAA has cost taxpayers of this country a fortune. 
that's not justified. Mr. Matuna, do you think uh, do you think someone could buy SAA? Do you think there's a a buyer in mind out there? Well, someone can buy SAA. Theoretically, that's clearly a, a possibility. But you know what? They will buy it for a song, and then um, you know they will uh, once they have it uh, charge perhaps even far higher prices than than what the airline um, actually charges for, mm. for, 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 for tickets. So, you know, the, the idea that privatization is a, is a panacea mm. uh, to the problems of the uh, companies, I think, I, th- I, think it's, I think it's misguided. Is it not a solution for Danel? I mean, as our guests have been saying, there's not one size fits all solution. It's, it's by a company precisely. company basis. So for Danel, for example, or, or Armscore, are these not companies that should be privatized? Should our government, saying that we're part of a developmental state and that's the purpose of, of state owned enterprises, should we be in the business of producing arms? Well, um, you know, all, all, all countries uh, um, need uh, uh, self-sufficiency uh, and independence when it comes to uh, armaments. Uh, mm. uh, no, no, no country will uh, rely 100% um, on, on, on the market, you know, when, when it comes to uh, uh, defense. Um, sure, there, there may be things that the private sector does, and we, have, we do have a very uh, dynamic uh, uh, private uh, uh, arms uh, industry, but certain core capabilities, um, all governments in the world um, um, want to retain retain those. There has to be context. Um, for example, SAA. The truth about SAA is that when it was hived off from Transnet, the business was not properly capitalized. Um, so this is an airline that is trying t- to do very big, and they do do big things, bringing tourists and taking uh, 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 South Africans uh, out of, uh, outside to the outside world um, with very uh, uh, limited um, resources, as it were. Mm-hmm. And the idea that uh, um, every year the Minister of Finance uh, signs a check, I, I think it's also a fallacy. The SAA does not get money from government. SAA gets a guarantee. And that means all that that does is it allows the airline to go to the market and borrow money. Um, it still has to pay those debt, as it were. So I, I, I think uh, the, the use of uh, words like bailout you know, uh, evoke emotions, but they don't actually speak to the facts. The fact is that uh-huh. this airline benchmark against its competitors um, is undercapitalized. Let's go to the lines then. We've got Eddie in Cape Town and Sig in Randburg that have been holding. Eddie, good morning. Hi, Eddie. Hi, right, Eddie, we hear you loud and clear. Go ahead. Yes, uh, look, I just have three things. Um, the first thing for me is just the, the political um, experiences, Professor Ibidian said there. Um, I think we've got very competent people that uh, um, run these institutions. I'll give you examples. For example, the Auditor General, I mean, the guy that audits these, these things. See, I mean, he's a chartered accountant. Uh, 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 he's just left now, Terence Nondembe. So uh, I think the, the, the government's interference and, and, and all those kind of things actually are at, at this, um, this service for us. The second thing is just the, um, the, the wedding that uh, this gentleman just said. Now, I was just going to say um, it's amazing for me that uh, your, your learned guest there um, would say the government write a check. It's good that the gentleman has corrected that because I was listening at this thinking these are educated people saying the government is writing a check. I mean, really now. I mean, a guarantee 
if I mean, even if you're working in a bank, if you want to borrow, you can use your house or you can use a certificate, uh, your insurance certificate or whatever. That's a guarantee. It doesn't necessarily mean um, you will use it if something goes wrong and you have to put. You, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? So yeah, your third point very the, quickly. The, 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 the last point is just the, the, the people that always, um, there are sections of our society that always uh, are um, pessimistic about uh, um, um, an institution that is headed by a black guy. I'll tell you why, Dashi. When Terence Nombembe's salary was being increased, people said, ah, no, why is his salary? And I'm thinking, if the government has to keep those skills in the government, they have to pay at market rates. I mean, why should they each other accountant like Terence Nombembe not earn as much as mm. your IT person at the show price? Of course, the, 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 the risk is not the same because the other guy must run a company that... Okay, Eddie, uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Okay, sure. We hear your three points there. Eddie, thank you very much. Sigan Randberg, I hope you don't have three for us as well because we don't have enough time for that. I'm very short. I just want <laughs> to say that it's totally incorrect to privatize monopolies like ESCOM, SAA, and the SABC. Uh, they should not be privatized, in my, um, in my view, but, mm-hmm. but there seems to be no other solution to the deployment disaster uh, of incompetent and, and, and corrupt political comrades. Uh, we cannot allow these people to get away with mafia-style uh, 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 robbery of, 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 of our economy any longer uh, in so-called state-owned enterprises. The taxpayer cannot full, foot the bill any longer. Thanks very much. Sig, thanks for your call. And Randberg, we'll wrap up with my guest right after this. Don't go away. Hey, Mom, hmm? do you know that Dad used to tell me that the two of you are military veterans? That's true, my son. If it wasn't for your sacrifices, we wouldn't be talking about 20 years of freedom today. Oh, that's so sweet, my boy. Today, I'm one of 200 military veterans' dependents who studied on bursary. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware that 5,000 military veterans get health care services. And about 1,171 jobs have been created for military veterans. I know. How do you know all this again? Thanks to you guys. Lack of information is now a thing of the past. <laughs> <laughs> Call 012-765-9349 for information on the new home of military veterans or visit dmv.gov.za. Working together to restore dignity, honor, and empower military veterans for nation building. South Africa meet a vital part of our economy, adding almost 10 billion rand to the GDP. Meet 62 million passengers a year and 60% of our country's air freight. Meet the real World Wide Web, connecting local exports with foreign markets and business with trading partners in over 700 cities across the globe. Meet 20 years of freedom and the airline behind it. South Africa. Meet South African Airways. Bringing the world to Africa. Taking Africa to the world. Going green can be daunting. That's why at Ellie's we're committed to guiding you every step of the way. Our products and services are inspired by world-class power-saving technology. From energy-efficient light bulbs to solar systems and home energy audits, we really do have it all. Available in all major retailers nationwide. Visit ellies.co.za or contact the Ellie's call center on 0861-101-099 to help you find the perfect energy-efficient solution for your home. Your energy needs our technology. As a business owner, do you often find yourself tied to the office managing payments when you should be out there working on the next deal? With a NetBank app suite, this doesn't have to be the case. NetBank has designed an app specifically for business so that you can manage your banking wherever your business might take you. 
Viewing statements, authorizing batch payments, or adding beneficiaries are just some of the tasks you can now perform securely on your mobile device, which means less time in the office and more time to drive your bottom line. It's the kind of solution you'd expect from a partner that understands your business. Download the NetBank app suite today and make anywhere, anytime business banking happen. NetBank is proud to vote small business. We're an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. NetBank. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Mr. Matuna, the recommendations from uh, the uh, Presidential Review Committee also gave an implementation deadline. By 2015, they wanted these short-term goals uh, realized. Some of them include a framework for the appointment of boards must be developed, performance agreements with transformation targets must be mandatory, a registration of non-compliant individuals and companies, prioritization of managerial and technical skills to be introduced, and a vision and a strategy-setting capacity building must be undertaken. Those are all short-term goals scheduled by 2015. Are you on track to implementing those? Implementing a lot of those uh, 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 things, Dash, uh, uh, we we uh, look at uh, uh, their practices with regard to disclosure. We look at their governance. We we try to discipline um, appointments of boards. We in order to ensure that uh, you know the, the people that sit on those boards have got skills. They can add value. Um, so a, a lot of those things, uh, which are, if you like, low-hanging fruit, you know, uh, we are already doing, um, uh, standardizing corporate governance practices and ensuring that they have independent auditors that look at their affairs. And so, so a lot of those things are happening, but they're not happening everywhere. Um, they are happening in the, our department because the unique thing about our department is that shareholder oversight and best practice with regard to that um, is the only thing that we do. We don't do policy like in other you know, departments. Other departments of enterprises, they look up the enterprises, they do policy, they do regulation and, and that type of thing. We are the department that has got the exclusive mandate of shareholder um, oversight and we try to do this as best as we can. C.D. So, Mike Torner, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Director General at the Department of Public Enterprises, Professor Iraj Obedian, a common understanding of a developmental state vision within the SOEs and their structures. That's meant to be achieved by 2015. A common understanding in less than a year's time, is that possible? Absolutely not, um, because uh, it's a very complex issue, um, uh, the notion of developmental state. And uh, the first requirement of it is to get uh, this whole uh, uh, state of uh, enterprises and agencies cleared up before we know what we want to develop and what we want to deliver and over what time. And we are nowhere close to creating that consistency within the state, never mind within the 700-odd state of enterprises. We have a lot of work to do. Thanks for your time this morning, Chief Economist at Pan-African Investment and Research Services. Professor Rousseau, as briefly as you can, so what's the way forward? Well, I need to point out the caller was wrong. SAE is not a monopoly. We have competition models. The Director General is wrong in saying that the abolition of SAE will lead to higher ticket prices. We have competitors undercutting SAE. Mm. We need increased efficiency. We need to get rid of holy cows. Just get rid of them. Taxpayers will save money. Okay. Thank you very much. Professor Yanni Russo, a pleasure talking to you, head of the School of Economic and Business Sciences at Fitz University. I'm Darshan Mudley. Thank you very much for joining us today. We'll do it again tomorrow, 6 to 9 a.m. From myself and the team, we hand you over to Morning Talk with Rowena Bird. But first up, Vibhakshini Chetty with your news bulletin at 9 o'clock.